Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Sean, today's show is going to be amazing for our listeners. Our guest really understands the sacred secular split, and, and she's going to speak to us about that and hopefully open our eyes. And then she hears God in the workplace. It's so wow. amazing, her stories. Well, we want more people like that on the show because it really helps to bring a role model or like faith comes by hearing. So people hear the stories and they go, I can do that. And that's what I love about Exploring the Marketplace now that we're in season three is that we have people who have given all kinds of ways that God speaks through dreams, through visions, through the inner voice, the intuition. And now there's an accumulation of stories to where the average person, if you keep listening to our show or watching our show, you're going to be accountable that you're going to hear God too, which is really exciting. Well, let me tell you about Natalie Born, Bob. She's the founder and she's a consultant and an innovation facilitator. She is the podcast host of Innovation Meets Leadership, mm-hmm. the Thrive Today podcast and the Work Forward podcast. So three different podcasts. Wow. Prior to innovation consulting, Natalie was a senior vice president of business development at a market tech firm. Natalie is an accomplished executive with two approved U.S. patents under her belt and over 20 years of experience leading product development teams. And she's worked with organizations such as Career Builder, First Data, IHG, ADP, and including major initiatives in over 18 countries. And she currently serves as the Executive Director of Strategy and Marketing for Victory Church in Atlanta. Natalie's married with two daughters, and she's just, I mean, she's awesome. She's so articulate. You guys are going to love her stories, and she's coming up next. We have the lowest discounts we've ever done on our online store at bullsministries.com because I love to resource you on your journey into hearing God's voice and operating the prophetic in your church, your business, and your family. I have books, we have masterclasses and curriculums at our website. And for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you're gonna get 40% off. Head there now for Christmas presents that are gonna change your life and also expand our ministry reads. Thanks for going. We're here today with Natalie Bourne. And Natalie, I'm so excited to talk to you because the Bourne series is one of my favorite books. And I don't know if you've ever read this series, but it's about a guy who has this unusual set of skills and he works for the government and does some crazy stuff. I feel like you're a spiritual born agent. Like you are this person who does so many different types of things, but you do them with excellence and you're changing the world. So I'm really excited to hear about your story and how this started for you. So welcome. Thank you so much, Sean and Bob. I'm so excited to be here and hello to all your listeners. Well, here we go. We have a great show today. Tell us how you got started with what you do. Like talk about what you do and then how you got started. Yeah. So uh, by trade, a consultant and how I got started. um, Well, we got to go back a little bit. You know, in high school, I uh, did everything my brother did and he was leaving school uh, or he was doing summer school. And so I did it as well. So wasn't failing out of anything, just wanted to follow him wherever he went. And so I ended up kind of like in my high school senior year, like having all this extra time on my hands. So I started working pretty early when I was about 17 which led me into the, by the time I was 19, I was, had like a real job while going to college. And so um, I realized that, oh my gosh, like I'm, you know, I'm going to school and then I'm going to work and, you know, I have this pretty, uh, a real job. And, and I just realized how impactful that was and how much I loved working. And 
that kind of launched me. I ended up staying at that company when I was 19 for 11 years. And so when I started, I was answering customer service calls. And when I ended the the role and moved on to another company, I was the director of product development. So 11 years, incredible career, um, just blessed to, to have had that background and experience early on. And so that led me into technology and into product development. And that led me into ultimately a career, um, just helping people launch new ideas and helping people think outside the box about their business and helping people kind of reimagine what innovation looks like in their world. That is so incredible. Tell us about, did you grow up knowing Jesus? Were you, were you a believer? And, and how has hearing the voice of the Lord impacted you and your determination and your grit in your work career? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I grew up in church, but, you know, I think we all as believers, if you grew up in church, you have this moment where God becomes real to you. And for me, that was when I was 19. That was no longer my parents' faith. It was my faith. And um, there was just some impactful moments, some things that happened to me along the way that made me realize God is real. I want to follow him. I want to serve him my whole life. And so while I grew up in church, you know, we all have ups and downs. We all have things we go through. But, um, you know, right around 19, I realized like, you know, God is real. And so I, part of my journey also is that he just, um, I grew up in a prophetic church, right? So Friday nights were prophetic nights. We were always in church on Friday nights and, and, you know, was trained in the prophetic early. So just learning to hear the voice of God was something that was always pretty normal for, for me, um, because of the churches we grew up into. So then I just kind of, when I went into business, that didn't stop. Like just being able to hear God on a business deal or, or on a, should I take this job or not take this job? It was just part of the journey. Did that feel weird to you? Like, did you have any friends who were like, I'm going after a career and I'm hearing God, or was it like, this just feels really rare. You know, you know what, when it's weird is not necessarily when you talk to your friends about hearing God, it's when you start hearing God for your friends. So that's <laughs> when they start to be like, wait a minute. Like I had a friend that I went to college with and one day we're just sitting on my bed talking and the Lord starts to drop into my mind. She's dealing with anorexia and bulimia. And so I just start to, to speak some things over her and she's staring at me. She's like, why do you know that? Mm-hmm. And she was actually not even here. She was not even U.S. based. She was from the Netherlands. So we're having this conversation. She's just staring at me. And she's like, why do you know that about me? And I said, because I know Jesus. Jesus is my friend. And so he shares information with me. But he's not revealing that to embarrass you. He's, imbe- he's revealing that because he loves you and he wants you to get healed in this area. And so just that's when it freaks people out, right? Is, is when you start hearing God on the behalf yeah. of others and, and start to share what you're, what you're sensing. You know, Natalie, what I love that you're sharing is you're, you're not compartmentalizing your life. You, you've grown up in this uh, prophetic culture, you're hearing God, but I know in your story, you hear God in business. And one of the things that in my 45-year career in business is, is that it is the secret weapon of being able to hear the Lord for all these situations that more or less, you, you can't, you can't know. And, and when God speaks to you and goes before you in situations, it's, it's talk a little bit about that. I mean, I know you were all over the world for yeah. a portion of your life. 
Yeah, there's um, there's two scriptures that I just love, and it's Daniel 1 and then Isaiah 45. And there's so much there to unpack. We probably won't be able to unpack it all, but we can. But, you know, <laughs> something that's so cool about those scriptures is just some of the things that if we will just lean into God's voice, some of the things that are kind of like promises or just things that he provides us. Like I think about in Daniel where it says you'll have 10 times the wisdom, right, of anyone else yeah. in the land and just how powerful that is. Like, you know, when I started my career and I, graduated from college, I was still working that same job, got promoted, got promoted again. And I ended up, I was 24 years old and I'm outsourcing uh, business in Nevis in the West Indies. And I wasn't even old enough to rent a car. So I had to bring a colleague (laughs) with me because I wasn't even old enough. And then turn around a year later, I moved into international product development. So I'm sitting across from founders of businesses talking to them about how to get their platform onto ours in six months because we just bought their company. And I'm doing that in the Netherlands and in Greece and in Romania. And then I'm turning around and going to another country the next week to do the same thing. And so here I am, 25, 26-year-old kid, right? Who who would listen to me? But I just had so much favor. And I felt like I was getting just downloads of, of wisdom from God of how to how to accomplish these tech projects. I didn't have a background in technology. I didn't go to school for computer science, mm-hmm. but I'm sitting here figuring out, okay, this is your system. This is ours. How do we map those things? And so those are not things that I could have just figured out on my own. I literally would just rely on God to, um, and I would talk through problems with him. Okay. I have this founder. I'm going to meet him today. I don't know how to approach him. He seems really angry. Like let's talk through some different ways that I could talk to him. Let's talk through some different ways I could approach him okay. and just, having this interconnected relationship with God where I'm not just lobbing my problems over the fence at him, yes. but I'm, I'm inviting him to just speak into it and to give me wisdom on how to handle the situation. Well, I think in some ways what you're expressing is like what everybody in business would want. That's what yeah. we would all want, right? It's like, I want to mainline to God. I want to hear his <laughs> voice. But a lot of people don't consider that they could have that kind of regular working relationship with God because it feels yeah. very unique when God speaks to a lot of people. You know, we've had many people on the show that are saying, I've had one dream in my entire life. <laughs> and you've been involved more in a prophetic culture, which Bob and I teach, you know, our Wired to Hear book for this audience is all about that. It's like, we are wired to hear God. But talk about some of the downfalls, because a lot of people are afraid of hearing from God mm-hmm. on this level because they think it's going to cost them business. Right. And they don't see how it's going to enable them to help them to have more, to actually to increase. They think if they bring in this, what they would call more of the charismatic side of the Christian world, it's going to actually wash over their business and they're going to end up somewhere they don't want to go. Talk about the fact that, or talk about some of the stories of where God led you and how mm-hmm. the fruit like blew up. Because yeah. of God. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because what you're saying is so true. I think people try to, to kind of, treat their job like it's secular and then treat the relationship with um, Jesus like it's sacred. And they just distance those two. Total disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of what's so powerful is when you can understand that because um, when you, when you're born again, right. uh, Jesus comes to live in your, in you. And then the Holy spirit there now empowers you to take whoever you are and to bring Mm. that into the secular. So you're now sacred because you're his, you're owned by him. And so you walk into um, any company, any job, and you're bringing 
you're bringing the sacred sacred with you because you're there. And so I think there's so much impact and power in understanding that um, because of that, right, we have access to God that others don't have. We have access to resources that others don't have. We have access that others can't access. And so even the knowledge, the wisdom and knowledge to know how a meeting's going to go before it goes that way. Sure there are enough. times when I'll just pray at night and then God will give me a dream. He'll lay out, well, this is how the meeting's going to go. This is how this is how the decision is going to fall. And sometimes I'll ask him, can I change that decision? Can I like, can we change the outcome? And so, and I'll, and I'll just pray for a change of outcome. And so sometimes, you know, God is showing us things, not because, um, you know, he wants to, to harm us or hurt us, but because he also wants to show us that there's impact and power over that outcome. So much of the Bible is if then, you know, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. And so when we invite God in, there's this impact that happens. I mean, there's been uh, big business deals that I've just brought to God and, and prayed about it and said, I need I need influence and help in the situation. It looks like we're going to lose the deal. It looks like it's going to go the other way. And just asking him, how do I pray? What do I say to the person? What's the wisdom that I need for this moment? Okay, break it down though. Give us one of those because I, I believe yeah. in 100%. But tell us how that works because I think people hear the principles of it and they go, I totally believe that, but I've never <laughs> seen that happen or I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, you know, it's funny. So we had a global deal that we were we were doing with this organization. If I said the name, you would you would know it. Sure. Um, and so what I did was that morning, I just I just prayed their name, the decision maker's name. Uh, through, we'd been waiting for three weeks for them to sign the contract. And so um, I just said, Hey, you know, (laughs) and it's funny, because the people that were working with me on it, some of them were believers as well. So we would not all of them, but some of them. So those of us who believe we would get on the phone and pray for the deal to come in. And so we you know how it is with sales, you're always trying to hit that end of the month goal. So um, (laughs) and that and then it starts over the next month. And so what was amazing was we just started praying over the deal. And we just brought it to God. And so here we were, you know, we were waiting three weeks for the deal to close and, and it wasn't moving. And, you know, for us, I mean, when you're in sales, it's the difference between having your job and not having your job, whether or not you actually close the month strong. And so, um, so we just start praying over the deal, huge global deal. It's signed on the last day and we lived right to see another day. So, so just really inviting God into whatever it is you're doing and not thinking that, sacred and secular are two different things. You bring the sacred into the secular. I I love, Natalie, I love what you're saying. Sean and I talk a lot about sacred secular split, especially Mm -hmm. in the church. But, you know, in my business, uh, I end up, I end up in in times where I have multi-million dollar disputes and settlements. And I learned, you know, decades ago to go before the meeting and pray for the people that I'm meeting with yeah, and change their minds. And you're saying the exact same thing. Go before me, Lord, change the minds of the people and in favor of you yeah. know, whatever, the, whatever the deal is. Now, we all know a business deal when, when somebody says, oh, well, it was a business deal. It wasn't good for either side but something got done. And in my case, I'm, I'm always asking for, you know, for the Lord to go before me. And there are these two scriptures in uh, Psalms, early Psalms, shelter me under your wing, Lord. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, which most Christians don't like me to say is, and break the teeth of my enemy. (laughs) And and sometimes, you know, when you're in a dispute and when you, when you're, you're adversarial, you, the only thing that you can do is is petition the Lord that way, and 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 I love how you're, 
I love how you're articulating this, this comp, not complex relationship with the Lord to go before you practically uh, mm-hmm. in business. Yeah. And, you know, in your notes, you talked about uh, in 2015, God encountered you with a vision. Yeah. Talk just a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, it's funny. So what we sometimes don't realize is we have seasons where um, we're in the job we love and it is just going amazing. And then we have seasons where it almost feels like we're kind of put to the side. I think about Daniel and Daniel one, he, you know, he was trained for three years. And so often we shun seasons of training. We, we Mm -hmm. shun hidden seasons. And so I was in a hidden season I was working a job that was well below what I was capable of. Um, I had just had my second child, so it was kind of good, right? I, I knew it was a good season to be in, but it was still hard because I wasn't like flying all over the world doing business deals, right? I was in kind of a silent season, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I ran out to my car, just I forgot something in the car. I went out there to get it. And I jump into the car, I'm like on the passenger side, and I feel this like wave, I don't know how else to describe it, but almost like a wave of emotion come over me. And I just hear not not audibly, but I hear God start to speak some phrases to me. So I got my phone out, I got the notes out. And I'm just typing furiously, I'm sitting in the car for an hour, and he's just downloading some information to me. Um, What's so interesting about that vision that he gave me is some of it's come to pass. I'd probably say about 60%, 65%. Some of it hasn't. And I believe that he gave me the vision um, and with some of it coming to pass because there were things that I needed to believe for. And I could only believe for it if some of it happened. Like there was an interesting phrase in that um, thing he said to me where he was talking to me about my husband and he was telling me that Aaron was going to come on to staff at Victory Church and that, you know, these were some things that were going to happen and the role he came into, he wouldn't be in very long. He'd move into a different type of role. So he's describing all this to me. Well, my husband, a couple of weeks later, ends up getting an interview at Victory. He goes there. He's interviewing for the role. He's like, I'm the only candidate. I'm overqualified. I know I'm going to get the job. He gets a rejection letter <laughs> a couple wow. of days later. And I'm standing there holding that letter. You know, he gives it to me. I'm holding it. And I said, God, you said that he was going to work there. And God asked me, he said, do you believe what I told you? Or do you believe what the rejection letter said? Oh my gosh. And I said, well, I believe what you told me. Then he said, well, then stand on what I've, what I've told you and, and declare it out that that's going to happen. Well, it turns out they had a system error and they accidentally sent him a rejection letter <laughs> and they actually wow. ended up hiring him a couple. That's weeks a bad ago. system. <laughs> I hope he's in charge of changing those systems. Yeah. <laughs> But it was stuff like that where, you know, I'm looking at this, this word, right, that God downloaded to me in 2015, and still seeing pieces of it that I don't understand pieces of it that it doesn't even make sense on the surface, but Mm -hmm. seeing that I've been in that situation before, and he came through. Yeah, so good. It's so cool. I, I love how God gives us prophetic words that way, where it's just the word actually trains us to understand the fullness of it. And I think he hides himself in different aspects. So we can look back and go, you did lead me. You you brought me to a destination I couldn't have gotten to without you in my career, in our family, in our marriage. And I think ultimately that's one of the reasons why Bob and I love doing this show. And we're on CBN. One of the things I love about CBN, Bob, is that Pat Robertson, the founder, we've never talked about this on the show before, but he didn't want to just do a news network or a news show. He wanted to actually include praying for people, especially by getting words of knowledge for healing or words of knowledge for people's circumstances. And so he believed in this, like believing that God would speak and make a difference in someone's life. And I love that our show is on the CBN News Network and also podcasts, but we get to actually talk about 
it is making a difference in people's lives. And here's some of the differences. And these are people who are hearing God. And I love Natalie that you're hearing God this way. And it's led you to consult with cities and consult with tech industries and help people start up whole new venture products or projects and tech projects. What are you excited about right now? Like that you're working on what's God showing you? Yeah. You know, um, that, that has been so interesting, just what you're saying and in terms of the, the access, right, that God will give you. And so often, I think, you know, when we look at access, we always think, well, I just want the access. I appreciate the years where I went and built experience so that when you're yeah. given the access, you can walk through the door and you have the ability to actually say, no, I've, I've, you know, I've built a patent in this area, or I've, you know, I've launched multiple products in this area, or I've worked on mergers and acquisitions. And so, um, and when you were doing that, right, when you're given those opportunities, it makes no sense at the time. Um, part of, part of what I'm really excited about right now is I have a, um, secular platform that's sacred cause I'm there. Um, it's my podcast. And so part of what, um, part of what I'm doing with that is, helping people think outside the box daily about problems they're trying to solve, talking to CEOs and founders. And what's so incredible is a guy from Iran started following the podcast and I just got to interview him last week. Oh, we kind wow. of had this thing where when everything was going on in Afghanistan, he reached out to me. I posted something about praying for Afghanistan and he was like, no, why pray? Do something about it. And wow. I said, hey, I'm frustrated too. And it opened this really cool dialogue where we started to just connect and, and have this conversation about how frustrated he was and what was going on and, and the impact. So one of the things I'm excited about right now is I feel like uh, God is starting to give people who are willing um, a platform to reach people that no one else can. And it doesn't always look like, you know, uh, you know, big and bold like we may think. But to me, it's in these in these quiet places where you can have these one-on-one -on -one conversations with people and help guide their frustrated heart and yeah. talk to them about the hope that you have and why you believe. And so just being able to work on some of these, these projects and, and to hear people's heart behind uh, their frustration. Also, you know, I just had an opportunity to talk to somebody in healthcare and as we know, they've been through it for the last several years. And yeah, so sure. um, just being able to, whenever we get a chance, we need to pour back into our healthcare workers. They've been through, through a lot. Um, and then there's a government project I'm working on right now where we are literally looking at how to transform the justice system, um, understanding that the justice system was not founded on things that um, would be true principles of, of what would help people thrive. So how do you turn that on its head? How do you look at that differently? How do you create outcomes that give people the benefit of the doubt and create um, health, not harm? Wow. I I think you know I've been ruminating on this the thin places you know and you and you just you just sort of mentioned that and I I'm I'm just so excited that we've gotten to talk to you and Natalie how do people get a hold of you and how are you on Instagram are you tell us tell us how we yeah. get a hold. how do we listen to your podcast we want to yeah listen to your yeah so um. I have three podcasts. Um, you can find me on Innovation Meets Leadership. I'm pretty much Innovation Meets Leadership on every platform. So follow me on Instagram there, um, Facebook, all the things. Um, and then there's two, there's two podcasts that 
I think this audience would be really interested in. There's my Innovation Meets Leadership. It's a it's a podcast where we just talk to business leaders and then also Thrive Today, which is really built for women in business and to help them take the authority of God's word and connect it with their success at work, their nine to five. And so um, those are just great platforms, really fun um, and just love what you guys are doing. So thank you for, thank you for this platform. I enjoy listening to it as well. Oh, it's a huge privilege to have you on here. And I hope everybody will go in and listen to these podcasts and get in touch with Natalie Bourne. I think you're just brilliant and you make things that are complicated to a lot of us. You're making it sound so easy and what I love about it is you have the history to back it up where you have the workload that has been made grace-filled and easy because of God. You're going to help other people to do it who are listening to your podcast and get involved with you. And I encourage you to do that today. Well, up next, we have final thoughts with Sean and Bob. Bob, you and I are passionate about people in the marketplace being equipped to hear God's voice. And so we put together a book. Tell us about it. It's called Wired to Hear. And 99% of us are out in the marketplace. We're not in the professional vocational ministry. And this book is for you if you want to learn how to hear God in the marketplace. And it's very practical, but it's also very in-depth and spiritual with actionable steps. Great chapters about defining your process when you're trying to hear God's voice. And I just think with the expertise of my coaching and Bob's long-term career and advice giving, you're going to feel the both of us together, something synergized that's really beautiful. And it's just for you. Get wired to hear at bullsministries.com with business leaders just like you who are sharing their process of hearing God's voice, how they are wired to hear. And it's going to so help you as Bob and I navigate these conversations. They're going to bring the book home into your everyday practice. Get your book today. Welcome back. I always love our final thoughts segment when we do it, Bob, because we get it. I mean, we've experienced something by listening to her story. We've never heard her story before. Mm-hmm. And Natalie's story was really, to me, what I want to see more multiplied in the marketplace where people know they hear from God. They know how to walk with God. There's no split or compartmentalization in their faith. What did you think about this interview? Well, the two things hit me. Uh, her, her discussion about sacred and, and secular. And Sean, you and I have written about that and Wired to Hear, and we talk about it regularly. And most of the questions we have that, pe- that listeners send us are about this. That So true. That we are sacred. There is no secular split. Wherever we are in the marketplace, there we go and there Jesus goes. And she articulated it so well. And I was so happy to hear how she's living her life that way. Yeah, I think there's some things that um, she said that just feel so natural to her. And I think to a lot of us, when we're watching her, we want those things to be natural to us. And I think you do a good job of a lot of these things as well. And so when you hear someone who speaks with confidence, and it's just their reality of no, God leads me. He shows us how to pray. He shows us how to have wisdom. We're going to have 10 times more wisdom. Like she said, those power statements, but then she gave kind of the career to back it up. Mm-hmm. And I think there should be like a holy jealousy when you hear that. And if you don't have that, say, God, me too. Not like I envy her, but like I hear what you've done through her, God. And I know you want to do it in my life too. And I think that's the beauty of hosting conversations is that you may introduce people to something they may have heard before, but it actually incites you. And I hope that happens to you as a listener or viewer. It incites you to say, I have to have that. Like, I have to have you in my life that way, God. And I think that only, I mean, if God has many kids, he's not going to favor one and say, I'm going to give you, you know, $15 and you $5. I wouldn't do that to my nine and seven-year-old. I, they would complain because they know they're my daughters. And as children, when we hear what God's done for somebody else, we have the right to ask and say, me too, God. And I hope you get that from this kind of conversation. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't 
I, I keep thinking, hey, the homework for the week, John, for you and me and for our listeners and viewers is take a situation next week that is impossible that you're losing sleep over and pray in advance about it like 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 she did. Yeah. Pray, pray for an outcome. Pray that that whatever whatever you're dealing with, that God would take. Uh, he says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And put that into a practice and see what happens. Do an experiment. And then write back to us at bowlsministries.com and let us know a testimony of something amazing that happened. Oh, I love that. I love that homework. Well, we sure do love doing the show with you and for you. And I want to encourage you guys to do exactly what Bob said, but also visit us at bowlsministries.com. You can become a partner there. You can visit our online academy where we teach classes and events that teach you really how to hear from God, interpret your dreams, understanding how to walk with God in his presence and in his nature and a biblical view and a biblical worldview as well, which is really important. So I'm gonna encourage you to visit us there and also visit us on social medias. We'll see you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you on our website with free videos, take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I authored together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.